Welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna. It's the transfer update show. And as always, there's lots of rumours uh, to discuss. There's lots of uh, transfer talk to try and decipher, decide whether it's genuine or whether it's a load of nonsense. Uh, as always, when it comes to Arsenal, there's no shortage of content. Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by AMS Media. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, just chilling in the studio this afternoon, uh, going through the uh, the transfer stories involving Arsenal Football Club, going through the latest reports, trying to work out what is genuine, what is not, um, what makes sense, what doesn't. Uh, you know, it, it, it's just the way it is, isn't it? It's particularly during a transfer window. We we spend most of our time trying to decide which rumours are genuine, which are not. And this time around, it's been no different. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Arsenal sort of not having any money. Um, and then, of course, we went and signed Gabriel for close to £30 million. There's been talk about um, Arsenal needing to sell to buy and some people have dismissed that. Others have felt that that is definitely the case. So, again, um, you know, it's really, really difficult to work out what we should be listening to, what we shouldn't be listening to, what is just hearsay and what is actually um, good concrete information. We're going to focus today on a player that Arsenal have been heavily linked with throughout the course of this transfer window. This is nothing new. Nobody will be surprised to hear the name Thomas Partey mentioned alongside Arsenal Football Club. He is someone that is said to be our priority transfer target this summer. I've spoken about him on recent shows countless times now. I've spoken about the fact that uh, Arsenal have identified him as their primary transfer target, that he is somebody that Mikel Arteta and the club's hierarchy very much want to see come to the Emirates Stadium this summer. But there have been a few updates uh, today or, or, or in the last sort of 24 hours or so from various outlets. But the problem with these updates is that they contradict each other. And so I'm not going to sit here and uh, pretend to uh, you know to know which one is concrete i'm going to go through them we're going to go through them together we're going to discuss them we're going to try and come to some sort of sensible conclusion some sort of sensible i guess prediction as to what might happen but like i said the the updates that we're getting from various outlets at the moment do contradict one another so it's up to you what route you go down um i've got my view which i will share with you guys but first let's um let me just draw your attention uh, to our transfer update feature, which is a column that goes up on the Chronicles of Aguna website daily now. Uh, around about sort of mid-morning, we put these out. Um, so if you haven't checked those out in the past, please do so. Um, head over to, to chroniclesafc.com uh, and you will uh, you'll be able to get up to date with all those transfer updates as we collate the stories um, from the different outlets and we put them all together and we try and make sense of them uh, rather than sort of you having to scroll around a hundred different places that is our aim is to collate it to put it all into one place and of course the leading story today was in regards to to Thomas Partey which is why we are focusing on this and 
It's an update that comes from the Spanish newspaper Marca, who say that uh, apparently the Ghanaian international has no intention of forcing a move to Arsenal if the club failed to meet his release clause. Um, apparently, he's rejected a contract renewal from Atletico Madrid uh, in an attempt to get an increased pay packet, but he's likely to stay in Madrid if they come back with an improved deal and Arsenal refuse to budge. That is what we're hearing from Marca. Now, of course, let's take it with a pinch of salt because Marca traditionally are not the most reliable outlet. Um, you know, they're not always 100% spot on. But they're very much going with this story today that Thomas Partey um, has rejected a contract offer from uh, Atletico Madrid. But that is only understanding, uh, that, well, my understanding of Marco's story is that he is not, and I repeat, he is not going to throw his toys out the pram and force a move away from Atletico to Arsenal if Arsenal don't meet his minimum fee release clause. Now, we've spoken about this time and time again, and we're going to touch on it once again, because, you know, there is a lot of debate and there is some debate among Arsenal fans at the moment around whether or not Thomas Partey is worth the 50 million euro that Atletico Madrid are asking for him. You know, I'm very much of the opinion that he is. When you look at sort of the rest of the market, you look at what some of some of the other players are going for, some of the transfer fees we're seeing being quoted for players who, in my opinion, are not as competent as Thomas Partey, not as experienced as Thomas Partey, then the 50 million euro clause doesn't sound so outrageous. I think it's fair. Um, it's around about 45 million pounds. The problem here is that Arsenal, you know, as we've said time and time again, have tried uh, are trying to be creative in the transfer market. They're trying very, very hard um, to get deals done in a way that suits the current financial position. And, and they won't be the only club doing that. At this moment in time, we know that COVID-19 has had some impact. Now, equally, we've seen other clubs who you expected to be impacted the same as we were going and, and throwing money about. And it feels like although the coronavirus has had some impact on, on sort of match day revenues, obviously fans not being able to attend games at the moment, um, you know, and things like that. It is clear that some clubs are seeing this as an opportunity to actually go out and invest in players, players that they feel will take their team on, that will push their team on. And, you know, they'll be able as a result to, you know, to, to make profits on these players in the future. I feel like with Arsenal, we'd probably like to do that. And I think to a degree we have done that with the signing of Gabriel. We very much see him as someone who can develop into a top, top class central defender. Do I think in Arsenal's eyes, he's good enough to play now? Yeah, he's probably an upgrade on on some of longer term view, as was the deal to bring in William Saliba. It was one that was done with the intention of these players growing in stature, growing in value, the uh, you know, developing at Arsenal Football Club. And eventually, if the club need to, they'll be in a position where they can sell them for huge profits. That is always the plan. And Arsenal are looking at that longer term with some transfers, but we've also seen Arsenal look at the shorter term with the, the acquisitions of David Lewis, for example, in recent seasons. Willian, who are players that, you know, they're... Oh but they can fill gaps and fill positions for the time being. So 
you're very much seeing a bit of both from Arsenal. They're looking to the future, but they're also trying to plug gaps and fill positions for the here and now. So lots and lots to think about um, when, you know, considering whether Thomas Partey is worth that 50 million euros or not. I don't think that Arsenal don't believe he's worth 50 million. I, I think they, they would be happy to pay that if they could. I think the problem here, the stumbling block is, and, and as I've said throughout this window, appears to be the fact that Atletico want that up front. And understandably so, they will want to go out and replace Thomas Partey if they do allow him to move on. They're not going to want to be in a position where they're receiving payments in instalments. Um, it's very much a case of if he goes, they're going to want to replace him and they're going to want to replace him now with someone just as capable, just as good and just as ready to come into their side. So again, uh, you know, the, the issue here is that Arsenal have not triggered that release clause. Now, people will talk about, oh, you know, it's not as simple as that. Well, what triggering the release clause does is it at least brings Thomas Partey to the negotiation table because Atletico Madrid would have no option but to accept that offer because it's written in black and white. Now, my understanding is that the improved contract or the new contract that Atletico are offering to Thomas Partey is one that includes a higher release clause, in which case that would blow Arsenal out of the water in terms of their sort of you know, ability to go and get Thomas Partey. We're not going to get another opportunity to sign a player of this calibre for 50 million euro. Everybody we've spoken to, Spanish football experts, Jonas Yeva, who was on uh, on the show, I think a couple of weeks ago now, uh, said it was a no-brainer. How can Arsenal be umming and ahhing over 50 million euros when we're talking about a player of Thomas Partey's quality? Well, we don't, again, we, we don't really know the ins and outs. I think we're all sort of, you know, adding two and two together and getting five at times, you know, some of us are sort of looking into, I think the financial situation may be a little bit too much. I think in other sort of instances where um, dismissing the fact that there might be another reason why uh, Arsenal are, are reluctant to do that. And something that just crossed my mind earlier on, and I'm not saying he's on the same level as Thomas Partey. I'm not saying that for a minute. So please don't take this the wrong way. You know, Matteo Genduzzi, I think what happens with him will have a bearing on what Arsenal do in sort of this transfer window and in transfer windows going forward with regards to our centre midfield. We've already bought Danny Sabas in, which is great, excellent. Um, but I think there are a lot of people at Arsenal Football Club that although they don't necessarily like sort of what Matteo Genduzzi has shown in terms of his attitude, in terms of the way he's acted... I think a lot of them would agree that he's shown promise as a player. Now, I'm very much of the opinion that he's been overhyped at certain points in his Arsenal career. I don't think that I've made any secret of that. If you listen back to previous shows, you will get that from me as well. But there is something there with Matteo Genduzzi. There certainly is a fight. There certainly is a passion. There certainly is a desire. There's an energy. The physical attributes are all there. And has his sort of second chance that we think that Mikel Arteta is going to give him made Arsenal reluctant about going in and making that 50 million offer that would trigger Thomas Partey's release clause. I don't know. Could it be? Let me know what you think in the comments. Or is this just a case of Arsenal simply not having the funds available to go and do that deal for Thomas Partey? Let me know what you think 
in the comments section. Uh, let's uh, come over to the comments section in uh, just a second. Uh, but before I do that, I just want to remind you guys how you can become a patron of the podcast. I know lots of you um, have joined in the last few days. So thank you so much uh, to every single one of you who has because um, without your support, we won't be able to to do the content as frequently as we're currently doing it. Um, and we won't be able to bring you uh, as much sort of or as many i should say additions to the podcast in terms of guests equipment etc etc so um thank you for your continued support but here's just a quick reminder of what you can get um as a patron of the chronicles of you will receive here it is uh exclusive content priority on the fans show priority when submitting questions for our experts a gift after three months of membership and if you're interested you get a direct message uh into me at any time uh that you wish to do so so i know that might not be appealing to everyone but if you ever want to chat anything arsenal anything football with the patron uh sign up you can send me a direct message and i'll come back to every single one of those so looking forward to talking to some more of you um, just before I go into the comments as well, smash the like button if you haven't already. We've seen the benefit of those likes and what they've done for the channel in the last few months. We recently hit uh, the 7.5k mark in terms of subscribers on YouTube alone. That's not including the lovely five or 6,000 of you that are members um, and subscribers via the audio platform. So uh, thank you to all of you for your continued support. Right, let's go over to the live comments and see... Uh, what you guys are saying. Uh, big hello to Omar, to Larry, to Ogachukwu, um, to Jay, to all the rest of you. Lots and lots of comments uh, in regards to uh, the Thomas Partey thing. Let me um, let me just try and pick out a few. Um, here we go. Here we go. Um, there's a couple of questions that are non-Thomas Partey related, so we'll come back to those um in a little bit uh let's see um what the says the says i feel thomas Partey in the current market should be below the 45 million pound price quoted what's your sort of reasoning for that i'm interested to know you know why people would think that because i think that he is well worth uh, the price that is being quoted and you know, I know it's not a, a sort of decisive thing to go by, um, you know, when judging a player. But, I mean, I was looking at some of Thomas Partey's uh, sort of stats and numbers and figures and sort of performance ratings earlier on today for a piece that I was doing at work. Um, and so I'm going to share the screen with you guys as well for a website that we use uh, quite a bit. And that is, of course, uh, the Transfer Market website. So, if I just quickly uh, share my screen with you guys on that, you will see, uh, here we go, Thomas Partey. Uh, there you have it. So if you have a quick look at this, uh, Thomas Partey, if you look at last season, 2019-20, uh, Spanish La Liga, 29 plus 6, 35 appearances in the competition. Uh, man of the match on four occasions for Atletico Madrid and a performance rating of 7.08 out of 10 now, that, for that to be your average over the course of the season, I think that's pretty impressive. Add to that that in the Champions League, he was the man of the match twice in eight appearances and had an even better performance rating of 7.55 out of 10. 
then you can understand why Atletico feel that they've got a player that they can demand top, top dollar for. And I don't think and I don't expect that to change. I think that Atletico will stick to that um, to that price range and they've got every right to do so, given what we're looking at in terms of Thomas Partey. Now, I know that numbers and figures and, you know, performance ratings in particular, they're subjective, aren't they? So you may not always agree with those. But sort of when you look at the numbers, when you look at the statistics, when you look at the level of consistency with which Thomas Partey performs, you can understand why his club are digging their heels in and why they want that release clause to be triggered. After all, that's what release clauses are for. They're to protect the club from being forced into a sale at a value that they feel is below the player's market value. Now, at times, we've seen evidence of release clauses being you know, ridiculous and being too big and being stupid and being crazy. But in this instance, I don't think it's unfair for Atletico to be asking for that kind of money. And I think... Go out there, cough up the money that they're asking for and get the deal done. Uh, let's see what else uh, we've got here. Thomas Partey related. We'll come back to some of your other questions afterwards. Um, as a little bit later on to throw some more of those in there as well so that they come to the forefront of the live chat so that I can pick those out. Um Busy Mungu says, this is how we blew a chance to sign Kante cheaply. We need Partey if we are serious to contest or evolve from where Unai Emery left us. Yeah, look, I agree. Thomas Partey will be massive. He would be massive for Arsenal if we were able to get him. He would make the world of difference to this midfield. He'd make the world of difference to this team. But, you know, given that we've heard so many rumours and so many reports from reputable journalists as well, that he is the priority target. You can only assume, I guess, that the money is is what's stopping Arsenal doing this. The finances are what is holding Arsenal up in terms of their pursuit of Thomas Partey. Now, why would Thomas Partey um, want to, um, you know, want to want to force a move away from Atletico Madrid. It's a club he's been very, very happy at. It's a club he's made a really, really good career at. And it's a club with whom he, you know, I guess has made his name. You know, he's not in any real rush to leave Atletico Madrid, I don't think. Particularly when it's a club like Arsenal who aren't in the Champions League, Atletico are. Um, he's got the lifestyle there. It's a country that he's been in for a long time that he knows very, very well. You know, why would he be in a desperate rush to get out of there to come to Arsenal? He wouldn't be. And that is why the onus has to be on the club to show him, show him how much you want him by making that offer, by triggering that release clause and convincing the player that Arsenal is the place for him We've got a serious project going on. We want you to be a part of it. And we are willing, as a result of how much we want you, to throw that money down on the table and get you here at all costs. You know, Thomas Partey is probably sitting there, I'm in an R in and thinking, you know, I, I keep reading that Arsenal want me, that I'm their priority target. But where's the action? Where have Arsenal actually gone out of their way to prove and show me that they want me to come to the Emirates Stadium? 
They haven't. And 50 million euros, as we keep saying nowadays, is not a massive amount of money. I mean, we sold Alex Iwobi for 35 million, for God's sake. But we're now potentially, we're talking about someone, sorry, who could potentially completely change the dynamic of our midfield, elevate us up another level, make us top four contenders. So why wouldn't we put that money on the table? Unless, of course, we can't. So when people say, you know, Arsenal have got the money. Arsenal aren't broke. I do wonder, um, you know, if the the financial situation is, you know, I know some people will will sort of talk about the fact that it's dire and that it's so bad and that it's worrying and and stuff. But I know there are others as well who automatically dismiss that argument and just say, oh, it's the club not being ambitious. It's the club. They don't care. Um, they just don't want to invest money. I do wonder sort of where we actually are in terms of that scale of being, you know, really broke and, and actually being okay. Where are we along that? Are we sort of halfway across that scale? Are we sort of really struggling? Are we not struggling at all? I don't know. Um, I, I really, really don't know. Let's come back to uh, some of your uh, comments. Uh, Melvin says, Partey said that he wants to come to Arsenal. So why are Arsenal not paying the money for him? We need to move on with that and get a while. So Melvin uh, you know, clearly believes that Thomas Partey's made it clear he wants to come to Arsenal. And there have been reports of that. There have been talks um, or sort of, you know, reports and rumours, I should say, um, that Thomas Partey has has indicated that he wants to join the Arsenal. But it goes back to what I was saying before. Arsenal haven't gone out of their way to make it clear to Thomas Partey that they value him and that they want him and that they they really need him and that he's really a part of this exciting project that we hope to see moving forward. You know, we're not seeing that. You know, we're not seeing that because if Arsenal really wanted him, they'd make the bloody offer. Now, is that offer going to come later on in the transfer window after we've sold a couple of players? It might. Um, and I wouldn't rule that out. And I've been saying that all along, that whilst I don't expect there to be any major movement with regards to Thomas Partey now... to get a little bit worried a little bit concerned um you know and why are arsenal fans getting a little bit worried and a little bit concerned well because the premier league season is just around the corner you know we play on saturday we kick off our premier league season against fulham at craven cottage on saturday which by the way is a game you can join us for live here i'll be joined by lee scott uh, from Total Football Analysis, one of the game's leading analysts. He'll be joining me as we do a watch-along of uh, Fulham versus Arsenal on Saturday. So we'll be going live around about 15 minutes before kickoff. So come and join us here for that. Um, we'd very much like to watch it in your company. Um, and we'll be broadcasting it live to you guys from right here in the studio. So, yeah, um, if you're sick of the traditional commentary, um, you can join us and uh, we'll be bringing you a soundtrack to the game of our very own. All right, let's see uh, what else we've got here in terms of your comments. Uh, apologies, I think there was a little bit of a lag um, on the stream there. Uh, so apologies uh, if that was the case. Uh, just going by some of your comments. Um, right, what else have we got here? 
Zod Sinclair says, smash the like button, guys. Yes, please, please do. Um, there are almost 500 of you currently watching us across the multiple platforms at the moment. Um, so please, please do uh, uh, smash that like button if you haven't already. Let's just have a quick check-in, see how many likes we've got so far. Um, as I said, 500 of you watching across multiple platforms, but we've only got 64 likes. How has that happened? 64 likes. Guys, smash that like button. And, and as soon as you get us up to... Uh, a few more likes. We'll uh, we'll start going through more of your comments here live on the channel. Um, just to point your attention to a couple of other things that we're doing later on today as well. We're bringing you the We're the North Bank podcast live on this channel in association with 90 Min. I'll be joined by Dan Potts for that. We'll be live at 7 p.m. UK time. So come and join us for that. And uh, we'll also uh, be bringing you... The Social Club later on this evening and we'll be doing our Premier League predictions ahead of the new campaign there. So uh, give us a, uh, a like a little bit later on. Come and join us a little bit later on. If you're not up to much, it'll be more entertaining than the England game. I can promise you that. Um, right, let's see uh, what else we've got here in terms of um, Matt Dyer. Uh, I, was, I touched on Genduzi and I asked the question whether or not Matteo Genduzi's sort of second lease of life the fact that he may and I'm not saying definitely because I wouldn't rule out Arsenal still trying to move him on behind the scenes but you know Matt says nobody wants Genduzi it shows he's overrated by our schooners like I do think that given the sort of promise that Matteo Genduzi showed in certain performances I, I did think that there was going to be more interest in Matteo Genduzi but clearly this attitude thing um, hasn't done him any favours. The falling out, the very public falling out um, with Neil Mope and then subsequently with his manager has done his reputation some serious, serious damage. And, you know, we hoped maybe we could raise around about 30 odd million pounds for the player, but it doesn't look as though that's going to be the case, you know. And I think the fact that we've heard Arsenal have gone after Hussein Awar and offered Matteo Genduzi as a part of that deal, as a make weight in that deal, just tells you that the club don't believe that in terms of cash buyers, there's going to be much interest and many takers when it comes to Matteo Genduzzi. So, you know, yes, he probably was slightly overrated by us, but I, I, I still go back to what I said. Whilst he has a lot of faults as a player, and I've been one of the first people to point those out um, when sort of analysing games, there is something there. And if channeled, if his aggression... And his passion is channeled correctly and tactically he learns uh, a thing or two about his position. Then I do think he could be a good asset to this Arsenal team. And maybe, just maybe, let me know what you guys think. That is why Arsenal are reluctant to go and trigger Thomas Partey's release clause at this moment in time. Who knows? Um, Elliot from uh, Toronto he says, great show. Thank you very much, mate. Welcome to the show. Uh... Ilka Helen uh, says, we, will we see Kevin Campbell anytime soon over here? Greetings from Helsinki, Finland. I'm sure you will. Um, I'll give uh, Kevin a message uh, very soon and hopefully he'll be available to come and join us. But I know if he is available, he will be uh, willing. He's, he's always a great sport and it's uh, great to talk to him whenever given the opportunity. So fingers crossed, it won't be too long before Kevin returns uh, to the podcast. Um, Jamie says... Harry, we're run like a League Two club. This club is a shambles. Just sign Partey and Awar for fuck's sakes. 
if it was that simple though, mate, I think, you know, we would have at least one of those players in through the door. But like I said, you know, transfers are a very, very complicated thing. Um, they're not as simple as people think. I think, you know, I'm very lucky that in my job now I get to talk to former players. I get to talk to current players. I get to talk to, um, you know, managers. I get to talk to agents, uh, some of which are very active in the game even now. And they will be the first people to tell you that actually transfers are not as simple as many people think. And it can often be difficult to get these deals over the line. There can often be a number of stumbling points with which, uh, you know, the club, the, the club buying, the club selling, the player um, all need to overcome. So it's never that easy. It's never that simple. Um, I, I do believe Arsenal are working hard to try and get one of these two players. I just worry whether the sort of Atletico Madrid stance means that we're going to have to start looking elsewhere and away from Thomas Partey, who, as I've said time and time again, would have certainly been my first choice when it comes to bringing in a midfield enforcer um, or a midfield player for Arsenal this summer. I think he's very much the one I want. He's very much the one I think will improve us in the ways that we need to improve and and straight away so yeah that it would be great if we got one of them i understand the frustration um i really really do but i just i don't know um you know i i don't know if we're gonna end up being priced out of this one if we're gonna go back in for it because we'd have shifted someone else on a little bit later in the window i, I really don't know um, a couple of you talking about Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and we touched on this a little bit yesterday um, in our live stream. We discussed the fact that still, in my opinion, there's nothing to worry about with regards to Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang's future. I still very much believe that a deal has been verbally agreed with Arsenal and that an announcement will follow. Um, I said it yesterday. I'm going to say it again. I'm not going to tell you when the announcement's going to come because I don't know. I'd be lying. I'm not going to say it's tomorrow um, and then look like an idiot when it doesn't happen. I'm not going to say it's next week um, and again, make myself look silly. I, I, I do think it's done. I, I think all the information we're getting um, sort of as journalists suggests that it is, if not done, then very close to being done. And I'll always go back to that point that I've been making for, for weeks now. Mikel Arteta, in my view, is too intelligent, too smart, too astute to talk in the way he's been talking about Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang if he didn't know that a deal was done. I, I genuinely believe that. I, I really do think that. Uh, Darren Nichols says, Ober is quite clearly waiting to see what else comes in. I personally don't blame him if he doesn't sign without his goals last season. We would have finished bottom half. Yeah, look... Uh, maybe he is waiting to see what comes in and he's well within his rights to do that. You know, we've all highlighted and, and waxed lyrical about the impact he's had on the team and the, the positive effect he's had on Arsenal in recent times and how important he is. And so, like many players before him, he is going to want to see the club match the ambitions that he has. He's going to want to see the club put their words to action. Now, I'm sure that behind the scenes, he's hearing it all. He's getting told Arsenal are, um, you know, Arsenal are looking to get back to the top. Arsenal are looking to compete for the Premier League title. But until that is actually put into action, 
then he's got every right, every right to be sceptical about that until he sees those transfers come in the door. And I'm not saying that we've had a bad window so far because we haven't. You know, Willian coming in, I think, is a positive. Uh, you know, Gabriel coming in when a number of top, top clubs were after him is a positive. And so, you know, you can't say it's been a bad window for Arsenal thus far. And you've still got to remain a little bit patient and understand that still a month to go. You know, things are probably a little bit behind where they should be in terms of negotiations, given that, you know, we had this very quick turnaround this summer. There wasn't as much preparation time uh, for people to identify targets. And though some of that will be overspilling into the actual transfer window. Some of the pre-work that is probably normally done in the lead up to a window is, is has had to take place during this one. So you've got to take all those factors into consideration. But yeah, I mean, if if they're giving sort of Mikel Arteta, if Mikel Arteta, sorry, is giving Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang the spiel about Arsenal wanting to compete at the very top again, you know, we've heard reports that he's told people that he's aiming to win the Champions League within three years, which is very, very ambitious. But if if they're trying to sell the club to Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang on that basis, then they've got to go out there and they've got to, you know, put their money where their mouth is and, and prove that in the transfer window. And at this moment in time, you could argue that it's not been done. They haven't done enough yet to show uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang that they are uh, turning a corner and that they are looking to close the gap on those sort of above us um, and push on and achieve more and more and more as each year goes by. Big hello to Top Techers, who says, Great show, Harry. Keep up the good work, mate. Partey is a must for me. More important than Awa, in my opinion. Yeah, I um, I agree with that. I think that if I could only have one, it would be Thomas Partey. I've maintained that throughout. I'm not going to change my mind on that now. But I think, as I've said already in the stream, I do worry that we may have to, um, at some point, turn our attentions elsewhere, which is sad. Uh, Jamie brings to my attention that the stream is slightly lagging sometimes. I do apologize for that. Um, as long as the audio is clear, then I, I will do my best to work on um, the lag. I've, I've had some internet issues. I've had some um, sort of different solutions, uh, you know, that we've tried in the last few weeks. As a result of that, we've tried to put uh, boosters around the place and various other bits and pieces. But clearly, if there's still a slight lag, um, then I, I do apologise and it's not up to the standard it needs to be. So I will look to improve that. But thank you for raising that, my friend. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, Jay also agrees with me. He says, Harry, 45 million for a player of Thomas Partey's quality ain't unreasonable. There are a lot of clubs getting around 35 for 40 to 40. Um... Uh, what else have we got here? Um, let's see, just uh, scrolling through some of your comments. Apologies if I miss uh, some of them. Uh, there are so many um, that I, I do miss some of them at times and I the, the, the page refreshes and some of them move sort of to the, uh, to the top and I don't see them, so I do apologize. But if you want to get your questions in now between the end of the stream, we're going to go for a little bit longer, then please do... Put them in the comments, but put a queue at the beginning of the comments so I can pick those out as questions. Uh, so put a queue at the start and then put your question and I'll come to as many of those um, as I possibly can between now and the end of the podcast. Um, 
Horacio says Arsenal must be up to something. No transfer news in the past week. You know what? I, I, I've thought that. I, I've been sitting here thinking because the last few days, obviously, we've been, uh, you know, looking around for content, um, sort of for work and stuff. And I have found that it's gone a little bit quiet with regards to Arsenal. We're being linked with less players. <laughs> you know, you could argue that that's a good thing because we we always get linked with a load of players, players that we simply have no interest in just to to get clicks, to sell newspapers, whatever. Um, but it does feel like it's gone a little bit quiet in the last few days. There's still reports coming out of Italy with regards to Torreira, uh, with regards to Socrates. There's still reports coming out of Spain with regards to Thomas Partey. But in terms of here in the UK, the British media has gone a little bit quiet um, on Arsenal's transfer activity. I do agree with that. Yes, they're still letting out the odd sort of uh, story here and there, bits and pieces, sort of drip feeding us with information. But it does very much feel like in terms of big news, it has dried up a little bit. I think you're you're right to make that that point. Um, what else have we got here? Just uh, having a uh, look. Uh, greetings to those of you tuned in from Toronto at the moment. You can see there's a couple of you in the live chat. Um, right, let's go on to the questions. Lots of them coming through. Thank you very much. Um, William Gustafsson asks about Genduzi. I've touched on this in quite a bit of detail earlier on in the stream, so I don't want to dwell on this one too much, but thank you very much for your question. But for me, as I've said, there are signs that he could develop into a very good, useful footballer. I, I do worry that um, there have been too many issues behind the scenes between him and the club, whether uh, Mikel Arteta's sort of speech about him getting a second chance is completely genuine and completely accurate or not, I don't know yet. I've got to be honest. I still think, though, at this moment in time, if a right offer was to come across the table or it was going to allow Arsenal to go and get the likes of Awa or Partey, some sort of swap deal, whatever, uh, in which way you want to do it, I do think Arsenal would move Genduzi on. I, I really do. I don't think that his relationship with Mikel Arteta has just completely repaired itself like that overnight. I really don't. So I do... I wonder whether Matteo Genduzzi will be here um, much longer. That, that's genuinely uh, sort of my view on that. Um, before we continue on the questions, let's quickly check in on the likes. Just 122 likes, guys. There's over 600 of you watching us now across the multiple platforms. So if you haven't already, please, please do smash that like button in free. Well, free. Nearly swore at you there. Three, two, one. One. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So smash that like button if you haven't already. Um, it does help the channel so, so much. And we really, really appreciate it. Uh, Yune says, Leno or Emmy? This is a, a tough. One of these shows. Would I prefer to keep uh, Bern Leno? Would I prefer to keep Emiliano Martinez? The answer is I'd love to have both of them. I'd love to go into this season uh, knowing that both of them uh, are available to us uh, as and when we need them. I think in terms of our number one, I think at this moment in time, it would be criminal to drop Emiliano Martinez just based on how well he's played. But I would add the caveat to that, that I still think that in, in the club's eyes, in Mikel Arteta's eyes, a little bit further down the line, looking a little bit further forward, I still do believe that um, Bern Leno is the club's number one goalkeeper. I really, really do believe that. That's not to say I want to see Emmy dropped. I think he's done so, so well of late. And I think he deserves to start the Premier League opener 
um, against uh, Fulham this coming Saturday. But we'll have to wait until Saturday to find out uh, what Mikel Arteta's take on it is. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Um, just having a quick look through your questions. Uh, Sebi says, when is the next fan show, mate? We'll be bringing you one soon, I promise. Um, obviously, uh, work just seems to get in the way all the time. So um, we'll be bringing you one after the Fulham game. Uh, so we can look back on that and get you guys' take on Arsenal's opening game of the season. So as well as bringing you my review, I'll be bringing you guys a fan show as well. So if you don't follow us on Twitter already, give us a follow at Chronicles underscore AFC. Um, you can see it rolling across the bottom of your screen if you're watching us on YouTube. And that way you can keep up to date with all the shows that we're doing. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, subscribe, have your notifications on and you'll get updates when we schedule stuff there as well. Um... Let's see what else we've got. Uh, Wangu says, if Partey and Didi and Kamavinga had the same price tag, who would you go for? I'd go for Partey. Um, I, I feel like Partey is operating at a higher level than Wilfred and Didi just by the fact that he plays with Atletico Madrid, that he's worked under Diego Simeone for so long. I think that gives him a real good uh, tactical base um, sort of from which to, to move forward on. Kamavinga, I haven't seen a great deal of him. And, and yeah, Ndidi, I think that ship sailed. Um, look, Ndidi, I, I take him at Arsenal, don't get me wrong, but it feels like it would just be a, if we signed Wilfred Ndidi, we'd just be bringing in a poor man's Thomas Partey. Um, so yeah, I, I'll stick with Thomas Partey on that. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Um, and apologies if I if I skip through um, some of your questions. I'm just trying to pick up as many as I can. Uh, Renat says, any thoughts on the top four at the end of this coming season and where Arsenal ends up? Funny you should ask that because tonight um, at 8 p.m., we're going to be going live on our social club program. I'll be joined by Simon Alavi and Dan DeLuca, regular panellists. We'll be giving you guys our predictions for the upcoming Premier League campaign. We'll be talking about who we think is going to win the title, the top four, the relegation candidates. We'll be giving you our surprise uh, packages of the season, the teams that we predict to exceed expectations. And we'll also uh, be giving you the teams that we think are probably going to flop and perform below uh, their expected objectives uh, during that next season. So come and join us at 8 p.m. UK times. So that's three hours from now uh, for that. We'll be bringing you that show live as well. Um, right, what else have we got here in terms of your questions? Uh, just scrolling through a few more of those. Um, Russ Morgan says, Hi, Harry. What's more important to the team? Scoring more goals, the AWA signing, he says in brackets, or becoming more defensively stable? Partey signing. Um, that's a really good question. And I love the way you've put that question um, sort of by sort of attaching each of those players to what you think they will bring to the side. And I think that we've proven that even with this group of players, that when we set up in the right way, we can be stubborn, we can be difficult to beat and we can get results. Um, you know, we've seen a clear defensive improvement since Mikel Arteta has come in. And we've seen us be able to achieve those improved defensive results against some of the biggest sides um, 
in one-off games as well, which suggests that we're on the right path. And it shows to you, doesn't it, that what a difference organisation can make and that we were clearly missing a trick before. So, you know, I do, I do think that that we've shown that defensively we can improve and we have improved even without Thomas Partey. Um, going forward is going to be an interesting one for me because I feel like we've kind of mastered the sitting deep, soaking up pressure and hitting teams on the counter-attack style with Mikel Arteta. We, we, we're on the right track with that. We're on the right road. We're definitely improving in that department. But when it comes to the different challenge and it's a very different challenge that we're no doubt going to face this season which is when teams come to the Emirates and they do sit deep and they do park the bus and that's not only just going to happen at the Emirates you know they're going to be some other sides who are probably going to do that at home as well because they feel like technically they won't be able to match up to us that is a problem that as a big club you're always going to come across and I'm very interested to see how Mikel Arteta is going to tweak that system and and whether we'll see different personnel in those type of fixtures, because I do worry about that. That is my probably my biggest concern going into the new season. Am I worried about some of the players we've got at the moment? Yeah, of course I am. But I've got faith in Mikel Arteta. And I think that Mikel Arteta has proven that he has been able to, um, you know, enhance our defence just with his organisation, just with his instruction and just by making us uh, a little bit more tactically aware. So I feel like the the going forward thing is going to be a bit more of a problem for Arsenal this season. I feel like that's an area that people kind of overlooking. We're all very focused on our defence, defence, defence. It's been our Achilles heel for years. I accept that. But I think we're going to have a bit of an issue at times breaking people down as well without um, the sort of creative flair in the midfield and and so yeah probably whilst I think that I whilst I'd still prefer Thomas Partey I, I totally get why some would argue the other way and say that Thomas uh so, say that Hussein Awa sorry would be uh the the smarter signing and the signing that probably have a more positive impact on this team uh between now and uh, the end of the season. Right, uh, 600 of you watching us live at the moment, but we've not even got 200 likes. We're on 180. Let's try and get to 250 uh, before the end of the stream. Just going to pick up a couple more of your questions before we wrap it up. Um, let's see. Um, Asa says, Hi, Harry. What are your thoughts on selling Emmy for 20 million and bringing in the the nipple? From PSG. <laughs> um, I'll answer the first part, but bringing in the nipple, I'm not sure that any nipple is worth 20 million pounds, to be honest. Um, but right, let's let's talk about Emmy Martinez. If an offer for 20 million pounds was to come in, given what I've said to you guys earlier on about the fact that I think Bern Leno is still very much um, probably the club's number one, then probably would accept that and again it's with the caveat of what does that mean for us in the transfer market overall we've been talking about Thomas Partey an awful lot throughout this stream so would that be the difference would that 20 million pounds bridge the gap between what we can afford and what Atletico Madrid are asking for in which case it may be worth doing um I've all, I always say this and I'll say it again whilst it's really important to have squad depth of course it is I also feel like 
you're better off building a strong team first and then you add depth to it. So having two good quality goalkeepers is great, but if it's at the expense of having one world-class midfielder, then I don't think it's worth it. So, yeah, um, de totally dependent on what that would mean for us in the transfer market. But I think at 20 million, you've got to at least consider it. At least consider it. Um, Jay Bowling says, Harry, would you be up for coming on my friend's channel? Drop me a message, mate. Uh, drop me a DM on Twitter. My DMs are open at Harry Simu and uh, let me know what you need. And if I can, um, I will help. Um, apparently the stream froze on my middle finger. Whoops. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, um, Rydog says, it's funny reading everyone here creating drama that no more moves are going to happen so they can all get whiny. The window is open for another month. Agreed. The window is open for another month. So everybody needs to just chill the fuck out a little bit. Um, you know, we can get a bit panicky. We can get a bit worried, etc., etc. But at the end of the day, you know, there's still a month to go. And I, in an ideal world, you'd like to get all your business done ahead of the season. But this has happened to Arsenal before. There have been seasons where, you know, the window continues after the, the you know, the, the sort of season's kicked off and we're still scrambling around trying to do deadline day deals. So, you know, I think you make a great point, mate. People need to just chill out a little bit, um, relax and uh, let's... Uh, I do think give them a chance first before we go completely nuts. Right, that brings me to the end of the episode. A massive thank you to every single one of you who has joined us. Over 600 of you currently tuned in across the multiple platforms live, which is amazing. Uh, big thank you to everybody who will watch this back on playback or listen to it uh, via the audio platforms. Um, apologies if there was any slight lags in the stream. Again, um, it's the inter I don't know what's going on. It feels like... Um, the uh, signal in this room has just gone to shit um, in the last few weeks. I've tried putting a booster in. We're trying some other bits and pieces. Uh, I've got someone who's a bit of a tech expert coming over uh, over the coming weekend to have a look at it for me as well. So fingers crossed we can improve that. Um, and fingers crossed you won't have to deal with that lag anymore going forward. But thank you for your continued support. It really, really is appreciated. And we'll be back very, very soon with more. Until next time, take care.